Welcome to Lost in Translations. In this episode, we are talking with Rachel from Books for Rachel, and we are talking about Winter in Sokcho by Elisa Shu Disipun, and this is translated from the French by Anissa Abbas Higgins. And in this episode, Mary will be hosting. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mary. We have Michael, as usual. And uh, we have Rachel Rowden with us today. How are you? Uh, Hi. (laughs) Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for being on it. Now, we've been seeing you um, on Bookstagram. Yes. um, Sharing. Is that your main place for sharing your book content? Yes, at the moment. um, I've also created a blog and I thought it will be a good platform to start on Instagram, well, Bookstagram, mm. because I kept seeing people posting about their books and I was like fascinated and I just engaged with their posts. And then I thought, wait a minute, I love talking about books. Why am, Why don't I have a Bookstagram? <laughs> That's right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so I've started, um, I've started a blog, but it is so much harder to, you know, do the blog part mm. um whereas instagram you post the photo you post your thoughts and you're instantly connected to yeah. people. yes that's yeah. right yeah so yeah bookstagram is pretty cool yes i prefer blogging but prefer- i don't do it enough no that's right it's just hard <laughs> yeah. to keep I just try content. everything which is the problem yeah yeah <laughs> uh, mary i see your posts as well and i'm like the other person i know who reads a lot is yourself and i'm yeah. like I wonder when Mary's going to start. And then when you commented on my post and then I came to know about this this post, this uh, translation podcast, and I was like, wow, I, I need to I need to get in touch and I need to instantly follow, yes. which 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 is fascinating. Yes, yes. I've not been having a good reading year. Um but um I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> I mean I've hit my goal, but I read a lot of graphic novels. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. None of them are translated though. No. But I did, oh, one was, oh, yeah. was it? I don't think it was. He, the author was from Lebanon, but I think he wrote it in English. He did. So not translated. But anyway, I mean, books still count even when they're not translated. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, not for the podcast, though. No. So um, do you have a, a reading journey that you want to share or have you just always read books? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> All the time in the world. <laughs> How much time do you have? Well, I only started reading when I was 10 years old mm. and I I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud. My reading journey was completely different to anyone else's reading journey I have actually heard of. Um, for example, I had to fight with my father, like everything else in my life. I had to fight with my father to purchase my first book. Um, and that's because... I did not enter a bookstore until I was 10 years old because Mm. I lived in Saudi. I grew up in a place called Jeddah and um, over there, there's not a lot of bookstores. And then I entered a bookstore called Jareed, Jareed Bookstore. I actually don't know the meaning of Jareed, so I may have to look up. I can't believe I don't know the meaning. Um, 
but it's an Arabic word, jari. And mm. uh, I actually went there. My well, my dad took me there to buy stationary items. And then I entered the top floor, and then I kept coming across books that was around like maps. And I I love maps, so I was like going down that path where the maps were kept and then all of a sudden I turned and it was full of books and I'm like wow and then I just took up the book and um, I, I think I have it somewhere here because I found it in a second and shop it was the naughtiest girl in school by Enid Blyton mm. and uh, I started reading it and obviously by the age of 10 Thank goodness, my I think my reading skills were still there, <laughs> thanks to all the textbooks I was reading. And um, I started reading and my dad was somewhere else and my mom was somewhere else and I was just taken trans, I was just in a different spot. I think I was in the boarding school with Elizabeth and I told my dad I want to buy this book when they eventually found me and he said, no, 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 we don't. I don't know if he said we don't have the money or if, you don't you won't have the time to read it but it was one of those and I was like no I'm not leaving this place without you <laughs> helping me to purchase this and I started crying and then he had no choice but to purchase a book for me which was my first reading journey <laughs> wow that's great you know Michael still behaves like that in a bookstore so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and was that, that book in English Yes, was it that, was, translated? that was yeah. in English. I mm. um, read pretty much everything in English. Mm. Um, my mother, my primary language is Tamil, but mm. I did not read that until I was 15 years old. And because we, growing up in Saudi, it was either English because we had to communicate with not just the North Indians who were predominantly there, but also to communicate with the Arabs. We had to... Mm have a common language and English yeah. served as that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you read any books in other languages now? Just no, no. I wish I had the, um, I guess, the patience to read mm. Tamil, but uh, I start getting migraines very yeah. easily. And when I start yeah. straining my I don't know my straining myself to read other languages it just gets hard mm -hmm. yeah. I tried to learn Dutch last year but after a few months every time I read a new word it was just like I can't do this so mm -hmm. I find it really hard yeah so books yeah. with translation thank yes. god <laughs> I'm like so grateful for translators that yes. give us gifts of other books from yeah. around the world Truly. Just such a gift for the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love Japanese fiction and mm. I have been introduced to Korean fiction right now. So yeah. it's not going to stop. I just love yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. French literature. Yeah, we were just reading about the author and <laughs> she's French Korean, like mm. the character. Um, yes. but she didn't go to Korea until she was in her teens. Um, yes. So she, like, moved between France and Korea and Switzerland, where she now lives. Um, but it looks like the book was actually translated from French. Oh, into, my goodness. Into, I didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know either. So like we looked it up so we don't look like fools. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I look like one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it never occurred to me because, I mean, it feels Korean. It has yeah. a Korean style and of I'm, writing, yeah. Yeah, I'm not Korean, so I guess I'm not an expert. 
Um, yeah. Should we mention the name of the book we're talking about? Witcher is Sokcho. <laughs> it was by Elisa Sua Dusman and translated by Anissa Abadou. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that was the book that we have read. That's it. That's the yeah. podcast done. No, that's the start of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. Did we all? I'm hogging the microphone. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> you're, you're hosting today. Okay. Did we all enjoy the book? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Me too. Loved <laughs> it. I found her style of writing to be just. Makes you hungry. Yeah. Well, that's not a style, but <laughs> it did make me hungry. It was so much food. Yeah. Oh, like mum's cooking and she's cooking and then yes, you're walking yes. past the restaurants and it's just like, oh, I've got to go out for Korean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But those sen- the, the way she structured those sentences, um, it just was so easy to read, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. For me, it was I finished the book in less than, I, I don't even know, I think I started one night and I finished it. Yeah. And it was like such an easy read and mm. I kept thinking, when is she going to introduce herself, or if somebody, yeah. if some other character was going to call out, call her name, or, but it never yeah. happened. No, and that, I found that a little strange, but also loved it because, I mean, I don't read books very often where they don't, you know, have a. I mean, they do. They have an unnamed character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's a bit anonymous, isn't it? Like yeah. impersonal. I think because she didn't know herself and she was getting dragged by everyone else, mm. being anonymous kind of helped that feeling yeah. when reading it. Yeah. yeah. And like with nobody like nobody calling her by her name. Yeah. Like does anybody really know her at all? Yeah. Mm. Everyone has their own opinion of her. Yeah. And her their own ideas of what she should do with her life. That's right. Yeah. And she does. She feels very torn about what to do, doesn't yeah. she? I think. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm. No, I yeah. just think there was so much more depth, even though it was such a short read, it, there was so much more depth to her character. Mm. Like you can, even the ending, I try to like recreate the ending in my head and I was thinking why didn't he do this or why didn't she yeah. ask him or like so many whys and what ifs and then I thought you know what it's the perfect way to end because mm. it just kept me wanting for more yeah hopefully she'll write for yeah yeah <laughs> she says I was just reading an interview with the author where apparently she's writing heaps like like plays and short stories and Apparently she's very in demand at the moment, so hopefully we'll be yeah, seeing yeah. more work from her. I don't think she has a social media presence yet. Mm. I couldn't no. see anything. But... No. Yeah. I tried to um, because the pub, um, the publisher ascribe public publications and um, they have been really, they're really good. They're absolutely great in publishing books that are so I mean, powerful, powerful female protagonists. And mm. the other book that I read that's published by them um, is A Newcomer mm-hmm. uh, by Laura um, Laura Elizabeth Woolett. Yeah, and I absolutely love that. So um, I tried to see if they have done anything with this author. And I couldn't find anything yet, so mm. I'll keep looking. But yeah. I was going to touch base with Chris and see, I mean, Chris from Scribe and see if 
if the author was even available for interviews and mm. you know to just get more idea on yes. what was the inspiration that's right. that's right if she's listening we're happy to have her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> this is her first book in English. Yes, so, it's been translated. Yes, yeah. She's got a couple of others, but haven't been translated into English yet. No. Yeah, and, and that's why we need it. the translators. And I, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mary, because I, I obviously was ignorant yeah. about the whole thing and didn't give credit where it was due. And when you asked me that question, I was like, you know what? That is such a good thing, like to yes. put that out there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, Michael. Um, um, like started this movement, like a couple. Of, yeah, no, I didn't. Well, it feels like there was this whole series of videos where people were like, "Oh, I better look up the translator, or Michael's going to be upset with me." <laughs> like, I just kept seeing these booktube videos, I'm like, "Oh, Michael, um, this is the translator." <laughs> <laughs> so you had a bit of a reputation. I, think. Uh, I have to remind people, otherwise yeah. they forget. Even sometimes we have to remind publishers. We like we see a book come up and we're like, we know the translator for that, but nobody else reading this post does. So, hashtag name the translator, yeah. <laughs> and then they all fix yeah. it, and then we can delete our post so it doesn't look dodge. That's so good, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need that. Well, the actual translators <laughs> probably started. Yeah, that has been a big thing. You mm-hmm. see, Jennifer Croft says she will no longer translate if I don't put a name on the cover. On the cover, yeah. So, and you mentioned there was a new publisher. Two lines, is it? Two lines that they named their publisher because the two lines were the author and the translator. Yeah. So yeah. that's exciting. Yes. They've been publishing for a while, but that's yeah. the reason behind their name. Oh. In the book, back to the book, <laughs> I found I found it quite relatable, even though a lot of it doesn't relate to me at all because I'm not Korean or French or, mm. you know, living in a war-torn country. But just that. Just the relationship she had with the the male lead. Yeah. What's his name? Karan. 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 I felt like I'm forever having these weird, not, not anymore, I'm happily married. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you just encounter some guy and then you have like this weird pseudo romantic relationship that mm. doesn't go anywhere at all, but there's like so much tension and yeah. <laughs> like you do all this stuff together. And then it just doesn't go anywhere. And um, I've had a lot of relationships like that where they're not real relationships. <laughs> yeah. But it feels like it feels real, even though nothing is happening. Um, and I just really related to that in the story where, yeah. where it felt like something was going to happen, didn't it? Like, yeah. And then yeah. they're like, they move, like they're sleeping in the rooms next to each other and they have those moments in the bathroom and. You're yeah. just like, okay, it's gonna happen, they're gonna bang, and not <laughs> doesn't I, happen. I thought the um I thought page eighty page eighty-eight was a bit interesting because I read the book again. And <laughs> the this particular part, he grabbed me by the waist and pulled me mm. back. I'm like, yes. wait a yes. minute, why are you leading her on? Like, <laughs> why would you do that? You don't even want to eat her food. No, that's right. <laughs> How rude was that, that he wouldn't eat her food? Oh, I, like I did that personally. <laughs> Me too. I was like, how dare you? Like, he cooks his food every day. I mean, not for yes. him. Like, it's her job. But yeah. oh, just to give it a taste. Yeah. Clearly, like, if you're looking at love languages, it was mm. acts of service for sure. And, yes. I mean, it's not once or twice, but I think, 
I mean, more than two times, she felt offended by the fact that he didn't want mm. to try. Like one was the radish yes. troop and one was during the festival. I mean, was yes. it a festival? Was it, is it a festival? Oh, it was the New Year's Eve one. Yeah, Seoul Wow. That's their Korean New Year. Yeah. Yeah, because I think sharing food is such an intimate act. Yeah. And I think she craved intimacy with him and, yeah. and he just was like, nah. <laughs> but then they have that moment where they like they have those where they physically touch and it just feels palpable. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, I felt like, you know, in a way I felt I I don't know. Like I I I was wondering if it was, you know, if she was romantically connected like Mm. Mm, was was she even romantically interested or was she just fascinated by what he did yeah. and the fact that he can always return back to another place where you know he has all this freedom and a place mm. where she can never leave because I mean place where she can never go to not because of anything else but by her own choice and mm. yeah yeah and I think that like she doesn't know her father who's a French man yeah um, and I thought, oh, this is going to be her father, and it, which it was like the first, I'm like, yeah, like this must be her dad, and he's come anyway. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it <laughs> I wasn't. made lots of assumptions along the way, <clears throat> but I wonder if she had that, if that was the connection. Is like this is a man who could be like my dad, yeah. and that yeah. was her interest in him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely felt even though i'm not i don't i'm not korean i'm not french i felt every single thing that the relationship she had with her mother and her aunt especially mm -hmm. the what's the word i'm looking for the the right other people have over your bodies yes that's right i, I just could not like I, I growing up, I just thought that was just an Indian thing. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> my heritage is Indian, and I yeah. just assumed it is so normal. It is so normal in India for someone to walk up to you and say, "Hey, you, you're fat," basically, yeah. and not not even like blink an eye. Or yeah. for example, the last time I went to India was in 2018. <laughs> And I went with Brad, and yeah. I the 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 time before that was in 2016, probably like two years. Yes, there was a two years difference. I was a completely different person, and I the 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 year the time frame is when I put on like around 20 kilos, mm. and we were in India, and I think I told Brad I was like. I love my life in Australia <laughs> because I felt pretty much we were there for 20 days and I had someone comment on my body pretty much every time to the mm. point where I told my parents as well. I was like, why are these people in our home? Like I have no, I have no respect for them. <laughs> I, don't want them. I just don't want them to comment on my body and, yeah, it was an eye-opener for Brad as well because he's obviously never experienced something like that. Yeah. Well, I, when we when did we go to India? 2016. Yeah. And, like, like I'm quite – I'm a large person and, um, like, lots of 
older women would get scared of me. <laughs> like run away. Well, one woman, there was this old lady who ran, was running away from me. <laughs> well, that's what it appeared like. And then yeah. she tripped over. And I was like, oh, no, old lady's tripped over. And I, want, I like, want to go over and help her. And Michael's like, no, 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 she doesn't want you. <laughs> She's trying to get away yes. from you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And when we were, like, kids would line up and take photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, at the Taj Mahal. And all these kids took a photo of me. <laughs> and I'm like, when they take this photo home to their parents, other <laughs> parents are like, good work capturing this woman in the wild. <laughs> or they're like, why are you taking photos of a stranger at the Taj yeah. Mahal? <laughs> I, I um, think. Yeah. Sorry, I think I mean did they did they come and ask you for permission before no, taking no. the picture? They no. just came and stood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wish they would stop doing that. It's like, yeah. on behalf of them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was interesting. But yeah, you could often I would see them like they would see me and then they would talk around me and it's okay. Like yeah, um, like it wasn't very often we saw other white people in the area, mm. um, so it was, I guess it was a bit of a novelty as well. And then maybe it was maybe it was just because I, I was white and I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think definitely felt they had things to say to each other when they <laughs> saw me. The old ladies are probably remembering colonialism and running away from you. <laughs> <laughs> when when Brad was, we we were in a place. I think it was either, I think it was Uti, and then we were in one of the botanical gardens in Uti. Um, and there was a group of boys who came, and I have a thing. Like as soon as I see a group of Indian men, like probably it's just my, like I just because I know what's going to happen next it's like I feel like I'm preparing myself because it's either mm. whistling I'm not saying it happens with all the Indian men yeah. out there but when they're in the group especially young boys they mm. just want some kind of you know like attention so they mm. will either whistle and they will you know cat call and it's so normal for them to do that so I always like try not to I turn my head around but Brad is fascinated, like, with by everything. So he was just standing there. And they came and they just pulled his beard. <laughs> and then they just pulled him and they were just, like, touching his skin. And I'm just, like, I got so angry. And I'm, like, angry. I'm not angry with Brad, but I'm, like, why are you letting them do that? And, I mean, like, it's not like he can say, you know, fight all these 10 <laughs> Indians. And it's not a Bollywood movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, like, it's such a culture shock, like, them coming and touching and, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have, I think I I belong to a Facebook group called Fat Girls Travelling and often they'll share stories and like, oh, I was in India or mm. Korea and about, you know, the culture of people just wanting to comment on your body. But there was, a, like, a big theme in the book where because, you know, there's the, one of the people staying at the hotel is having the plastic surgery. Yeah, and then and then people go, oh, you should have plastic surgery too, and yeah. it's like, do you not think I'm pretty? And it's like, yeah, you're pretty, but you could be prettier. <laughs> yeah, and it's so normal. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I get like really offended when people tell me to have plastic surgery. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes like, you know, the hairdresser will be like, oh, you know, you could get fillers for the wrinkles around your eyes, and it's like, mm. excuse me, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Why why are we talking about the wrinkles around my eyes? <laughs> like, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. everything is so polished at the moment that when you do see something that is not 
polished, I guess, mm. people immediately, they think that they're doing the right thing, whether that's, mm. and I find that a lot in my culture, like I, I think I haven't faced it here yet. Yes, I mean, I'm trying to think, oh, actually, I lie. I went to get my <laughs> eyebrows threaded and then someone commented on my eyebrows being out of shape. I'm like, we've been in lockdown. I mean, like, even my eyebrows, <laughs> like, give me a break. I mean, I don't want to talk about, I come to you to fix it. Like, don't give, don't yell at me for not, for growing my eyebrows. Like, I have no control yeah. over it. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to, share was I literally I mean I had a I had an eye-opening moment when I first heard about plastic surgery in this book because I've only read you know few things in the past where people talk about Korean fashion Korean skincare mm. Korean yeah. um, lifestyle and I wasn't sure how much of it was true, especially when influencers say, I'm going to go and get the Korean facial done. So mm. I didn't know much. I have to say I was pretty ignorant about those things. Mm. But when I read the book, I was really shocked because it was so normal. Like if, mm. if you're not happy with yourself and if you're not commercially good looking, go and change yourself to be commercially mm. good looking. But then you mm. end up like just looking polished flawless like everybody mm. else like yeah what what makes you you mm. that's right and it's only temporary because it's not going to last you'll have to go get touch-ups and like yeah. eventually you know yeah. it'll come but yeah i'm all for it i'm all for it if that's what you want to do but yeah. in this book the product like she was made to feel like nothing mm. because people weren't taking her as her yeah. yeah yeah and that i think is pretty sad i wouldn't survive i wouldn't survive so <laughs> I'll, I'll, i i put myself in that position and i was like oh my goodness the mental trauma that i've already gone through in india and but at least people mm. just said you know reduce your weight go to the mm. gym but here it's like go under the knife and change your whole self that is scary yeah yeah yes mm. and but like you know like the mother and the aunt you know they say things to her and I think lots of people have that relationship with their mother mm. or aunt I guess um where I guess they feel they have some ownership over your body and yeah they can just say whatever they want to say and and but you know it does hurt you yeah. where you're like okay thanks mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, my mom has definitely said things to me in the past, not currently, but <laughs> because yeah. she's not alive um, for those listening. Um, and um, not having, obviously I'm sad my mum is no longer around, but mm. she, like she would be the one person who could say something about my body and it would just cut so deep where yeah. if anybody else says it, it's just like, oh, well, whatever, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it hurts as much from other people. But when it's your mother... I feel like it cuts extra deep, I think. Yeah. I think the people close to us are the ones who can, who hold the maximum power mm. to hurt us. And mm. it clearly shows, like, it starts with the parents and, yeah. you know, it never stops. It never, I yes. mean, I think it stops at some point, but. When they die, never... it <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem now. <laughs> but, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they do it intentionally to hurt anybody. They're just like, here's some observations I've made that I need to share with you. So, yeah. Like unsolicited um, advice. Like, yeah. but it comes from a good good place, yeah. so it's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was an interesting theme in the book. And they often mention yeah. that, like, because, you know, often she won't eat and then she's mm. And then she eats too much, and then she's like, yeah, "Now I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I've eaten too much." And um, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, she obviously has a disordered eating of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really hard because yeah. I felt her pain when she was like just eating that so quickly, mm. and I felt like, "Oh my god, I'm actually going through this right now because <laughs> I just I can feel what she's going through," and it, that's so hard. Like I, I mean, such a such a great book, isn't it? Like it's yeah. Just, it just built up all these emotions in me and I'm mm. so glad I can talk to someone. <laughs> yes. Did you have any emotions, Michael? I don't have emotions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like these emotions are often depicted as feminine yeah. issues from a male point of view. How do yeah. you feel? Yeah, she's definitely had a tough life. I think the melancholy that flows through the whole book Mm. is probably what I like the best about it. It just yeah. had this real sense of sadness and mm. yeah. lost loneliness that she was trying to discover herself, but everyone was pushing her all everywhere that she really didn't mm. really did discover herself at all. Mm. I think that's probably the struggle with most people. Yeah. And maybe yeah. she has discovered, like, it seems like she has some sort of, like, she wants to be there for her mum. She doesn't want to leave town. Yeah. yeah. But people, people expect her to leave town. Yeah. And maybe if we're like, okay, we accept that you want to stay, maybe that is who she is, is somebody who stays. Yeah. And, maybe. and but she's just not meeting the expectations of the people around her. Yeah. I don't know. I think she needs to verbalise what she wants so people yeah. know what yeah. to expect from her. <clears throat> yeah. When the attendee at the tourist central area addressed her in English, uh, I think mm -hmm. that that was, she felt really embarrassed that she mm -hmm. was addressed to in English in front of the French. Yes. French. Well, did, did she speak in English? I think, yes. Uh, yes, definitely English, yeah. English. Yeah. yeah. She was addressed in English in front of Kerant, and mm. I and she she was like I couldn't even look up, and I mm. and I was like that identity because she's she's not fully accepted as a Korean in her mm. country, yeah, and she, that the second the half of her identity, which is the French heritage, is completely missing. I mean, even though mm. she's fascinated and she. Fluent in French, which she doesn't let anyone know about. Yeah. Um, there's so much going on, and I just mm. feel sorry. I've never felt so. I I don't want to feel sorry for her, but I feel mm. I feel torn by what yeah. she's going through because I felt like that having. I mean, here I I mean because of my own reasons, I don't have a lot of Indian friends. Um, mm. I, but. I think I'm, I'm, I still would say, even though I don't speak my language, I guess, at all sometimes, uh, I still have the connection to India. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I guess it will be harder if I didn't have that connection to India. Yeah. And so I kind of see where she's coming from, but obviously I'm fully Indian. You know what I mean? Like I'm, mm, yeah. um, I, I don't have that half and half, but mm, yeah. so it's hard for me to understand what she's missing. Mm-hmm. But I completely mm. understand not being able to identify in your own, not being accepted as your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think like, you know, in that scene when she's with the French man and she's been assumed as a tourist of some sort, mm. like, like they've taken her identity as the man that she's with. Like, they're like, she's with this white guy, so we're going to assume that she's yeah. also white. That's a good um, take on it. Yeah. And yeah, so that, yeah, another example of her identity, you yeah. know, being you know, divided somehow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't consider that angle, but that makes so much sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought it was very. Do you have a favorite? Sorry. Did you have a favorite character or something or a favorite scene that you both enjoyed? I like the scene when they're preparing the meal. Her mum is preparing the the fish with the poison. Yeah. yeah. And then she's doing the, and she has to take the. The, the ink out, but ink. then she spits the ink, and it's like, oh no, you've ruined. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's all gray now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, they're preparing the meal together. I really enjoyed that scene. There was a couple yeah. of scenes where she was with him, having with the squid as well. Mm. I think that were really interesting. Just being there eating together. Yeah. And just yeah. Really discover it, like trying to learn about each other. Mm. But is he really trying to learn about her? I think he's getting he's, free tourists. Yeah, he just wants a t- tourist guide, doesn't he? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. he he's, doesn't really want. He doesn't want to know about the town. No, no. He wants just a visual for his the story he's making. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I really enjoyed when he gave. Like I loved the one good deed someone has done for her, and obviously. <laughs> That was when the Frenchman gives her the drawing. Mm. And I thought yeah. that was it's such a simple thing. And he probably didn't even realize the extent of what that means to her because mm. no one has probably ever done something like that. And I think that really pierced my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I enjoyed when they went to the markets and and the mom, wait, wait so, no, 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 she was talking to the mom and when he came and he asked mm. if she, uh, she was free and the mom immediately had, I don't know, some kind of flashback to yeah. you know, like what happened and she immediately went on to mom mode and be like, oh yeah. my God, what do they want? And I thought, <laughs> what is this Frenchman doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is history repeating mm. itself. And I yeah. don't want my daughter to go through that. And I thought that was that was an interesting scene. Not saying that's my favorite scene, but mm. I felt like that there was a lot of emotions to unpack mm. in one scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's just full of good scenes, isn't it? Like yeah. just one after the other. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean it's I never have read a book like this where it keeps I I mean I'm still thinking about it I'm still thinking about this book 
and yeah, I can't wait to read the next book from, mm. by this author. Yes, yeah. Now, is it, she read the, wrote this book between so her, seventeen and twenty-one, according mm. to this interview. Like mm-hmm. so young <laughs> and so yeah. perceptive. Like, oh, it's just incredible. I'm just jealous of young people who are talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if, as an author, if she has experienced any of this because it. I felt like there were some scenes that you can't just make it up, like unless you, mm. you yeah have experienced it. That's right. Anything else about the book we haven't covered? The city. Oh, the city. Mm. I, I um, the um, you know, because the the town is um ninety thousand people. 90,000 people. Yeah. So it's quite small. It is tidy. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a beach town, so that's mm-hmm. when most tourists are there in the summer. Yeah. But I love a beach in the winter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no yeah. no, but, like it's just deserted mm-hmm. and people that live there around. Yeah. Um, because when we went, we went to Tasmania a couple of years ago and, you know, we went to a few places and it was the winter. So most of the restaurants were closed and there was, like, yeah. hardly anyone around and, Oh, I think it's just really special to yeah. be at a beach in the winter. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I um I really enjoyed that aspect of the of the story where we're in this town and it's not it's peak time and most places are shut and it's just the town existing. Yeah. You know, as it would if there were no tourists around. Yeah. A metaphor for her life. Mm. Like She's everything's closed off, and yeah, every, no one's paid her attention, and yeah, she's yeah. trying to live yes. get through the winter. Yeah. yeah. What mm. was that line which said "Sock Show is forever waiting for"? Um, was it winter? No, for tourists and for men. What is that? Am I reading that right? I actually used that in the post that I posted. Um, it's something like that. The summer yeah. has all the tourists and all the men do all the fishing. That's a big industry there. Yeah. So it is possible. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, that was an interesting way to describe a town, which you don't need any more description than that. <laughs> yes. I also, I also, this is how ignorant I was. When I read a book, I don't really research anything about the book. Like I just try yeah. to go in with a blank yeah. slate, read the book, and then do all my research. And some, mm. and for this book, I didn't do any research. But I was reading, and I just assumed ignorantly that Sokshaw was a fictional place. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's really not. And I was like, "Wow, I want to go there now." I mean, yeah. how? Often, yeah, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like so close to North Korea. Mm. And there was a bit in the book where she mentioned like the tourists were swimming yeah. and got shot, but it's like so close to the border. Yeah, and and how like it's still a country in war. Like we don't acknowledge that. We're like now they're two yeah. countries, but you know, if you're getting shot because you happen to swim too far. And that that's still at war, yeah. and I've yeah. never considered that as like no. a as a, a current war. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, and I, and I guess that's something like if you live that close to the border, that's something you live with every day. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. the way even the way she's you know like I think it was 
it came in an argument it looked like an argument but it came in a discussion mm-hmm. where she's like you this is the normal this is what i know mm-hmm. this yeah you know this is not your normal and yeah. i think that also yeah <laughs> it's hard to imagine that and mm-hmm. to actually understand even because i can't say i i i know how it feels i really mm-hmm. can't because i can't yeah that's right so mm. to especially that's why i keep thinking like to write a book like this it just needs i mean either you it's a lived experience you've mm. been through yeah. it yourself some more, i that's i right. wonder how much of it is her story yeah some part of it yeah the french korean part is definitely there yes, like yes, yeah yes yes yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a good book. It's a good book. It is a good book. Yes. Um, yeah. I recommend it. Do we have We well I read it to Michael because you when you agreed to go on the podcast we're like, okay we have to read it. We were in the car at the time. So we like got it up on the script on script and I was like okay we'll just read it. So I read it to Michael while we drove home. And then <laughs> And then we read it in bed. Um so it's two nights um yeah. that we yeah. Because so when you read it out loud how did you feel Mary because obviously you're reading it to someone else so yes. how did you how do you feel and obviously like how did you feel Michael like hearing it when Mary was reading it it's very lyrical mm. like it definitely has a nice style and flow to all those words yeah. like she's put a lot of effort trying to make the right words and place them into those sentences. Yeah. I thought the sentences were just so well written and they're like yeah. like they're short but they have so much in them and mm. it just flowed it would just flew, flowed well. I know I said it flew. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. That is um, why it took three years to write. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long it took to translate. Okay. Yeah. And I'm also like thinking right now like how okay so if it is french literature mm so what's the bag like how is that this i mean i, I can't i can't think like how is it <laughs> happening like what's the setting so the korean is translated into french like she the author wrote it in french that's what it looks like yeah she wrote it in french but obviously the author wrote it about wrote it korean. in a korean setting so yes. the people are speaking english well at least the unnamed the protagonist is speaking in english to the frenchman yes yeah but her own yes. language i mean to others including old park and the boyfriend yeah. and, wow yeah. mind blowing <laughs> it says here that she speaks four languages herself so i guess it's yes, korean exactly. french english and Swedish, Swiss, Swiss. Is Swiss, Swiss have a language? Swiss German. Maybe mm. I don't know what part of Switzerland she's in. Yeah, true. <clears throat> um, it's still my German though. Is it? That's her main language. I assume she speaks whatever language they speak in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I didn't finish reading the interview, so I hope I haven't missed any good hot takes from her. <laughs> She's I currently. Have to, I have to do that. I have to read the interview. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Thank you. Yeah, it's only a small one. Um, yeah. Okay, and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Yes. 
Good idea. Okay. So, um, do based on this book, what do we have any other recommendations? Kim oh. Jong Porn 1982. Okay. Is that just because they're both Korean? No, I think it's another one that has a lot of information about, well, the more about women and their experience. Mm. So I kind of relate to just the way they really explore the struggles that these people are going through. Mm. Have you read that one? No. No, but it's I will weird. definitely be. Yeah, can that be yeah. added um, to the show notes as yes. well? So, yes, yes. Yes. Thank yes. You. And then was it vegetarian? Is that Hong Kong is always good. Yeah, I really like the vegetarian. A lot darker than this one. Yeah. Mm. But definitely worth checking out. Mm. I think the oh, only yeah. other Korean book I read was that one, Kim Jung. What, I yeah. can't remember his name. <laughs> I haven't read any other. Well, considering the fact that it's not even Korean fiction, I'm not. That's right. It's not French. We can Korean. recommend other French books. Uh, <laughs> the girl with the ice. <laughs> um, but it feel, I don't know. It felt Korean. I guess because yeah. it's set in Korea, so we just assumed it's Korean. Yeah. But all the yeah. awards, it's won a French award. So yeah. Um, which yeah. is also amazing. Like yeah. you know, I've learned something new. Um, yeah. But I think I think one book that I would love for you both to discuss about is Sweet Bean Paste. Okay. Sweet. Bean oh paste. my goodness! I really can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. I like the name. Sweet Sweet Bean Paste by Tetsuya Akikawa. So obviously, this is Japanese. Yeah. Um, I mean, not obviously, not, I didn't mean that. I meant (laughs) the fact that I haven't read any other Korean fiction or any Korean fiction at all. (laughs) It's not a Korean. I don't know who translated this. So um, it was translated by Alison Watts. Yes. By Jurian Sekugawa. It's got a nice cover. Published by One World. One World. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good recommendation. Yeah, wow. I love I love that book. I love that book because I think I think you will kind of like because I said I love this book. So I think you're gonna be like, oh, I, I think I see a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> but another another book that will make you hungry. Yeah. I like I like a book that makes me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal. So it'll be good to see your thoughts on the on that book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will get you tender as a flesh. Okay. Don't give me cannibal books. <laughs> uh, cannibalism doesn't make me hungry. Special <laughs> oh, <I shall> meat. <laughs> okay. So, do we have anything else to say? I don't think so. I think we covered most of what I wanted. Yeah, you've been well, very you quiet. You did it. Yeah, you're the host. <laughs> so I get to relax. <laughs> Okay. Well, I th- do you have anything else to say, Rachel? Apart from thank you, and this is this has been awesome. This is really nice. I mean, I've combined, oh, you know, talking about books yeah. uh, with you both, and being on the podcast for the first time, being on any podcast for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off the list. Excellent. <laughs> so so was it was it on the list? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think I, I mean, one of the things about when you asked me the question, is this the only platform? The other one that I was going to say was you, like, I would like to start a YouTube, but mm. I don't really like the sound of my own voice. So yes, I, wouldn't, yes, I yeah. wouldn't want to, you I know, recommend put it on to a TikTok 
Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Michael? I, I recommend trying TikTok instead. You've oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> it stops at three minutes, so it's not a big commitment. Okay, yeah. but what do you like? You just say, okay, I recommend this book because of yeah. this, this, this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't That's even have to talk. Thing. You could just do a video of the book and just put text over the yeah nice yeah. nice yeah. and there's a community of book people growing on tiktok so that yeah. is amazing i think i might I do that because i'm so nervous to do youtube and yeah. but i was thinking maybe i should just start a podcast and i'm like yeah. come on <laughs> you then you definitely to have to hear your voice <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i think i'll start with the reels and book talk and then yeah. go from there <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea that's right. And then you can be on every platform, like Michael. <laughs> he, he just, do it. Anywhere he goes, he has to make a book account. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's talking to people. <laughs> Keeps you out of trouble. That's yeah, it. That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yes. Okay. So, um, I think that's the end. Is that, that the, is end? the end? We can stop You're recording. Yes, we can. Okay, stop thank recording. you for listening, everybody. And if you want to be on the podcast too, give us a call. Or just message us. You don't know call my number. Us. Don't call us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash translations pod and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe and while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Let's See under Translations Pod. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Walgarukabar and Bindal people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. This is a Macaulay Flower production.